unfortunately, it appears that way. Now, bear in mind, you know, as, as we sit down now over a cup of coffee trying to reel this whole thing in, we need to step back for a second and understand what has to happen at this point. There's far more information we do not know than what we do know. What we do know, and, and you, you brought up a great point in the beginning of the conversation, is that it's alleged that the shooter shot his grandmother. Now, from what I understand, and this hasn't been verified, I'm waiting for a second source to come back in from San Antonio. It, it, from what I understand and what I've told, that he shot his grandmother, who was hospital, who was already hospitalized in critical condition. So if that's true, and again, we don't know yet because a lot of misinformation, it may have been something he did more out of sympathy because interviews that I've picked up from last night especially one that came from his former supervisor at Wendy's, said that they all described him as an extreme loner, uh, someone that, you know, you and I have discussed over and over again, fits the behavioral profile of someone that perpetrates acts of violence like this in schools. And everyone around him said no one really knew him, that he stayed by himself. He quit unexpectedly. And then when you start looking at his Instagram account, he had been planning this which contradicts some of the early statements coming into law enforcement yesterday, saying that he was in a police pursuit and he crashed his car and just arbitrarily walked in to the school, which obviously is false, because he was wearing body armor, right? The same thing that we saw in Buffalo what, when we talked about this last Saturday. Right? This, is, this kid's coming in with body armor. He's got one long gun and one handgun, and we have no idea how many shots because as we – as about to say, now starts the crime scene processing, which they won't be finished with through the end of the week. So there's a lot more we need to know here. Paul, let me ask you this, because I've seen different reports pertaining to the guns that were used. I know he was posting pictures of semi-automatic weapons, but I also hear he had a handgun and maybe another gun entering the school. What does your intel tell you on that side? Everybody that I've spoken to on the ground, law enforcement-wise, um, says that there was a handgun and a long gun, uh, and has confirmed that he was, in fact, wearing body armor. So we need to look at that in the totality of the statement to understand from a processing standpoint. Clearly, this was planned. Now, we take this in concert, Ray, with, with the comments about Instagram. So he was posting on Instagram allegedly to a, a female that she says she didn't know him, which I, I think the jury's still out on that one. But he openly talks about, he shows the pictures of his guns and talks about, I have a little secret for you. Uh, this is what's going to happen. And right before the shooting, he, I guess, messages her again on Instagram to say, it's about to happen. So we know that this was planned. We know that he, there's no question in my mind, Ray, after 42 years of doing this, he picked the school for a reason. We just don't know what reason that was paul violas law enforcement group with a law enforcement analyst with a violas group and paul last saturday you talked about enforcing on social media how in buffalo they may have dropped the ball in that situation when we talk about intel on social media give us what you know on what is being enforced and how you can maybe find those pictures and those statements on social media. But you also went on to talk Saturday about eyes and ears open and how we should take it serious. Right. Well, this is a perfect example about a kid who was telling you what he was going to do. And, and, and again, Ray, we've talked about this, and unfortunately I think 
that you and I are going to talk about this for, for years to come because, unfortunately, in our society, we still don't get it. We don't understand how foreseeable this is, and we have not begun to accept responsibility and accountability, and that goes to your question about you know, what's out there. This kid put on a public page for everyone to see about what his intentions were. What does that tell you? You know, I, did, I don't need three advanced degrees here in order to ascertain that there's a degree of foreseeability because he's telling you what he's going to do. Most school shooters do. He's posting on social media, and people typically blow it off, which most people do. Now, part two to your question is, you know, what we can do. There's a lot we could do. One, if we had the law enforcement bodies to put into the situation to preemptively monitor chatter in social media, but we don't, thanks to, of course, you know, the issue of defunding police. And then the second part to that is, at the end of the day, our culture needs to make a decision, right? Do we want to supervise and monitor chatter like this on social media? Or are we more concerned with this alleged right to privacy that comes out of the Constitution, which I haven't found yet, regardless of how many times I've read it? So that's a decision that comes from the voter. That's a decision that comes from the people of the United States. We already know it's being used to plan shootings and to broadcast them before they happen. question is, do we want to do something about it? That's on us, right? Yeah, and also the background checks. And you and I have talked numerous times about home. It's, it's almost a farce. When we talk about background checks, this young man purchased these rifles, what, on his 18th birthday? Yeah, of course. But, right, you know, that goes down to so much about that goes down to individual decision-making. So when you look at before you sent your son to college, before we sent our kids to school or college, we vet the college. We look at, you know, what's going on with the college. Are there any things there that we need to be concerned about? Is it the right place for our kids? Right, right, we spend time making that decision. And that's going to college, how about, you know, does this person have a background vis-a-vis, we, we shift now because we know the facts about Buffalo, that he shouldn't have had a gun? Yes, yes, clearly in Buffalo he shouldn't have had a gun. Here we're going to have to look at what the mental health issues were. And that goes back to the genesis of our conversation this morning about why he shot his grandmother. Did he shoot his grandmother because he was angry with her? I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go on a linear array and say I don't think so, because if she was in fact hospitalized in critical condition and he was in fact a loner at this particular age, sounds like the grandmother may have been the one person that truly loved him, and maybe she was sick. And I'm going maybe's here because that's what he's pointing to. But the one definite thing I can tell you with certainty is you don't armor up and come out with a long gun and a handgun and walk into a school out of all the places you can go without intent. And he clearly had it, and he clearly picked the school. And he broadcasted it on social media, and we still didn't have a damn clue. Paul, to wrap up our conversation, because I know you're real busy, assets in Texas, once he went into the school, two adults also lost their lives. Were they attempting to take him down how did everything happen inside the halls, and what do you know? I can tell you that, and I don't have her name, the, the first teacher that died, I was talking to a colleague and said that she literally put these kids behind her and took the shots herself. Uh, and I wish I had her name right now, but unfortunately I, I don't. Um, I don't know about the second adult. I do know about the first one. 
And you know, this is something that we've seen over and over again, which is why you know, it's one of the many reasons you, you just love the, the type of people that, that are our teachers today for the most part. Um, that's an example of you talk about giving your life. How many people would stand in front of a bullet and take it? Uh, this woman did. So um, part two of this conversation we, we should still have, Ray, uh, at some point, is all the chatter that's going on about school resource officers and all the nonsense that's going on in the media, which just makes me sick to my stomach, listening to the people on television and radio right now, saying that, well, if we had more school resource officers, rest assured to the great audience here at WAKR, that it's just not the case. Okay? It's just, I wish it were, but it's not the case. One school resource officer is not going to prevent a school shooting, especially on the size of the average campus. We really need to do a better job at identifying. And I bet you, Ray, before the week's end, when you and I talk again, we're going to know more information about this kid, and we're going to say at that point how foreseeable this was.